episode four. Punchitize me, Cap'n! Salutations, fancy folk, and welcome to episode four of the Fights of Fancy podcast. I'm your host, Grant Thackeray. Joining me is my co-host, Alex Harden. Hello, I'm Alex Harden. I forgot that fancy was in the name of our podcast, but that's funny. <laughs> We're not fancy at all. Not in the slightest, and neither, I imagine, are our listeners. Uh, no, they're classy. Uh, they're, uh, they're top, top, top good, most class. I wasn't so as always, we are are podcasting to you live from our underground bunker beneath PDX Airport. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of sunny no- today. Yeah, you may notice, Alex, um, over there in the corner of the bunker. You see that table covered with a blanket? Oh, yon corner over there, the direction yeah. in which I am now pointing. Yeah, because I was pointing first, and oh, they were right, both right. pointing oh, right, simultaneously. Right. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, right, you see look. that table. That that uh, Radio Shack apparently sent us a bunch of, like, gizmos and gadgets and what's-it-matrons. Wow, look at from all From our sponsorship last week. Gauges and wires. It's mostly AAA batteries. Let's make a ham radio and truck it Yeah, talk. so I think Let I'm going to be let's, let's playing around our with podcast. those. I got an idea. Chocolate. I got an idea of something I could build for next oh. week for oh, that. Oh yeah, what's that? Yeah. Well, you'll see next week, won't you? Uh, I guess, and probably all this week while you're building it. Cause, oh yeah, because we live together. Because we live right here next to each other. Unless I tape you into your box again. <laughs> You'd think I could break out of a box that's held <laughs> shut with uh, masking tape, but. But maybe you just don't want to. Deep down in your heart, you don't realize that. Wow. That that's something you want to be able to do. My greatest enemy was myself. <laughs> and scotch painter's tape. That stuff. Surprisingly resilient. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, what I, what I normally do, because obviously we don't have a whole lot here in this bunker, so last time what I really did is I took the, the three, uh, three Musketeers bars that we got from the Mars Corporation from our first week, mm-hmm. and I just kind of mixed them into a nougaty paste and that's how i kept the box yet <laughs> a fine cement yeah mm. and i was unwilling to eat it because i don't like three musketeers grant let me out of the box <laughs> grant don't make me eat the nougat <laughs> all right well so for new listeners of this podcast um the way that our, our format for the show is every week we have two or sometimes more contestants, um, fictional characters, any anyone you've heard of or haven't heard of, but we know a modicum about, probably not enough to do this accurately, but we're going to damn try. And what we do is we have them fight on the tarmac of the PDX International Airport. So all fights happen in the official Fights of Fancy Battle Nook, which is the PDX Airport. And the rules are, the contestants have just flown in from out of town, they're getting off their flights, they're tired, they're exhausted, they're haggard. Not, 
Note to self, we Hagrid? Have, Hagrid, Hagrid? have Hagrid on this show. <laughs> Write that one down, Alex. Put Surprise that on Surprise contestant. All right, um, I'll just scratch that into the wall here. <laughs> Hagrid. Um, and, yeah, so they're, they're, and then they, they fight. Uh, it's always in their most iconic forms. They have anything on them that they would have on them. And something that I think might be uh, relevant for the first time this episode is that their vehicles, their personal vehicles, if they have one, are parked in the parking lot of PDX. So perhaps a little glimpse forward into what this episode might contain. Pee Wee Herman. It's his bike. It's his bike. Well, but he doesn't know where it is. So he has to find it. That's He's lost his bike. This is going to be a long episode. Ah! <laughs> oh! No, that was so Someone stole my I bike! I did Ray Romano. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh. You're supposed to do a very good Pee Wee Herman impression. We have just forever given that gift to the world. I came to this theater to be alone. Ah, ah, I'm just trying to get my rocks off. <laughs> Gross. Uh, yeah, sorry about that. It's okay. Thank you for reminding me of that. Uh, so, I guess without f- any further ado, let's just dive right into our fight for this week. You ready? Oh, so ready. All right. In this corner, weighing in at 240 pounds, hailing from Brooklyn, New York. Winners don't do drugs unless that drug is Super Soldier Serum. It's Captain America! Steve! Steve! And in the other corner, weighing in at 249 pounds, hailing from Port Town, the supersonic slugger, it's Captain Falcon! Douglas, yeah! You actually know his first name? I'm glad you looked that up. I'm, I'm looking at the wiki right now. His name is <laughs> Douglas J. Falcon. You know something that's that's actually interested, interesting that I learned recently? What is it? Do you know what Captain America, a.k.a. Steve Rogers' middle name is? I'll give you a hint. It's the first Thomas name Jefferson? of it's the first name of one of us. I'll nice. give you another hint. It's, it's not your first yep, name. Was, yeah. <laughs> it's uh oh uh, uh Grump? It is Grump. Steve Grump Rogers. <laughs> Steve Grump Rogers. So that means that I have my first name is Captain America's middle name. My middle name is Batman's last name. And my last name is the first name of the kid that gets turned into a cat from the movie Hocus Pocus. What? Do you remember? Do you remember Thackeray Binks? I don't remember that. <laughs> I only remember Glowstick Beanie. Okay. Glowstick Beanie guy. One takeaway from that movie. The best minor character of any film. We're gonna have to Glowstick Beanie someday. Hat guy. We'll have to have him on the fight as well yes, sometime. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, that uh, be my so favorite I... episode and everyone else's least favorite. <laughs> we'll explain to the listeners what that means if we ever get back to it. Mm. Next Halloween. Um, and so, so to the listeners, we didn't have a whole lot of time to prepare for this episode because we were going to actually have two other people on the fight, but then our intern Kyle brought us word that they couldn't get their flights scheduled to come in this week because one is locked in a underground facility the other's locked in a flying city, all, you know, bunch of headaches every which way. So we postponed them to next week. No way of escaping. Mm-hmm. 
We have no way, and we postponed them to this week. So if we seem a bit underprepared for the two captains, um, I didn't have time to come up with an interesting uh, uh, alliteration thing for this week. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna quote something for you here. Okay, you get you give it to me. Oh, captain, my captain, our fearful trip is done. The ship has weathered every rack. The prize we sought is won. The port is near. The bells I hear. The people all exulting. While follow eyes the steady keel, the vessel grim and daring. But, O oh, heart, 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 O oh, the bleeding drops of red, where on the deck my captain lies, fallen cold and dead. Ooh. Is that... that was, of course, Walt Whitman's poem, O oh, Captain, My Captain, mm -hmm. famous in our day and age, possibly for being a key plot point of the movie Dead Poets Society. Have you seen that, Alex? I have seen Dead... Is that, is that what we're talking about? Yes, I have seen Dead Poet Society. Yes. So that is the poem that they are quoting in that scene, and it's about two... It's about the word captain is mentioned a bunch of times, and the end of it, the captain, one of the captains dies, which might be Abraham something Lincoln. that happens this week. Yeah. We're going to kill We're going to kill one today. We haven't done... We're going to murder oh, a captain. I was going to say we haven't killed anyone yet, but I forgot what we did last week. We brutally <laughs> dismembered the thing one and thing two. That was... That was uh, that was good. That was good. Because that's the way it's it. got to be. You know, way that is the way that John Carpenter's The Thing would fight, so we have to be true to these characters. This is, this is accurate. To, this is a very academic and accurate podcast. Mm -hmm. Something else that I found interesting. Punches. Exactly. Neither will these two fellas. Ho, ho. Uh, something else I found interesting is that, funnily enough, Captain America in current comics is is the Falcon. Right. So, Captain America and Falcon are one oh. in some ways. Whoa. Yeah. How, um, how are they going to fight? He's just going to punch himself in the face a bunch. Okay. All right. So it's, He gets it's, off the plane, the sees himself in the reflection. Who wins? <laughs> he gets off the plane, sees his own reflection in a puddle, and starts beating himself. <laughs> Not the puddle, but his uh, himself. He is aware <laughs> enough to recognize man. that it's a reflection. <laughs> he understands object permanency. <laughs> uh, so, Captain Falcon Man America. Yes. So, uh, uh, so uh, warning to the listeners, I guess we will be spoiling all of the current Marvel Cinematic Universe movies, quite likely, possibly some comics, I don't know. Mm. Okay. We'll figure that out. I mean, personally, I think the most iconic form of Captain America, at least to myself and in the modern day, is is um, with Chris, Chris, Chris Pine, Kiss Pat, Chris, Chris Hemsworth. Chris, yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris Christie. Chris Evans. Chris, Chris Evans. Christie. Yep. <laughs> he sure is Captain America. He's the America. captain of my America. <laughs> captain. If, if Captain America was born in Jersey instead of Brooklyn, he would be played by... <laughs> he he would, would turn out Chris as Chris <laughs> Uh, yep. Yeah, so it'll it'll be mostly um, movie Captain America. I'm sure we'll pull some from the comics. And uh, Captain Falcon, for those who... Might. Have you read any of the comics? Oh, I have. Don't even worry. Okay. I've read a very small handful of them. Um, Captain Falcon, on the other hand, for people who don't know, is the protagonist or a main character of the F-Zero racing series Nintendo old Nintendo games he you may have seen him in Smash Brothers that's kind of I feel like where he's gained a lot of modern they may have asked you to show you his moves wait your exactly. moves exactly someone's moves there's a lot of movement 
He that man loves to move. So both of these guys are so okay. So let's get on with this fight. Um, but before we start, an important question to think about: Do you think these two guys will be fully suited up in their blue spandex, or if they're on the plane, will they be wearing their disguises? As you may know, the official Marvel movie incognito disguise is Aviator's baseball cap leather jacket. Mm, this is if true. any superhero <laughs> wants to blend into a crowd in those movies, they put on Aviator's baseball cap leather jacket. I feel like that's just what those people came to set wearing on that day. That's just like your generic, <laughs> like, I don't want people to talk to me outfit. Uh-huh. So. And the costumer forgot the superhero costume, so they're just like, we'll just make you incognito. In uh, uh, you're now uh, just Steve. Just Steve. Chris, Steve, and go. Also, Captain Falcon, there's in the F Zero GX game, in the story, in the like career mode storyline, there's a great scene where he enters a race to help someone win money. He enters a race a disguised under an assumed name, that name being Famicom. <laughs> and his disguise is it's it's his normal outfit, but he just put a like long cloak over it and then put him like a like the mask from. Uh, Crash Bandicoot, like the Ubukuchika <laughs> mask. He just put that on on top of his face, and that's how he disguised himself. So I'm so picturing that's, he's, So that's his incognito? <laughs> he's wearing that outfit. I mean, but the thing is, Captain America's going to have to have his, his classic outfit and shield, so unless he's wearing that under his, his leather jacket and baseball cap, I think they'll just both be wearing their normal tight they're blue... In, they're on their digs. Yeah, they they both have helmets with wings on them. They both have skin tight blue outfits. That does have a wing on. They it. both have nipples, metal nipples placed on the outside. Uh, I just want to um, go ahead and confirm everything Grant's saying is one hundred percent accurate. Captain America's nipples were created by the Super Seal Soldier Serum. Before that, he didn't have any. He had no no not no one. Nipples. He was a genderless Ken doll. Mm-hmm. And he became a, a nipple master. So I think this fight is going to yeah. be the first one we have that does not take place solely on the tarmac. Well, I guess I guess the uh, thing fight sort of bled into the terminal a little bit, but I feel like we're, this we're, one's going to... like slowly... Yeah, we're, we're expanding our world a little bit. This one's going to be on the move. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I want to give lay out a little baseline here, just so we understand uh, the way Captain America works. Go for it. So, I don't know. You may you may already know this. <clears throat> for any listeners who are unfamiliar with Captain America's powers and ability. So, he basically... The super soldier serum made him... He, he, he is not superhumanly anything. Um, he's the peak... He's like peak physical condition. So, mm-hmm. like an Olympic... He's, he would like gold medal in all of the events at the Olympics. But, but he can't like throw a car yeah exactly 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 the one thing that is uh, quote-unquote super about him is that he has basically limitless stamina Mm -hmm. so whatever the what is it lactic acid that makes he don't make none of that fatigue yeah he he does or the super soldier serum makes it dissipate or something counteracts it yeah so he can run like endlessly and fight forever so all right. 
thanks for that helpful bio uh-huh. for everyone. And Captain Falcon, on the other hand, is just vaguely an in-shape anime guy. His abilities are sort of uh, ill-defined. Flaming um, Falcon-based? <laughs> yeah, so I, was, I, I decided we can't consider him exactly as he would be in Smash Brothers. Right, right. Because in the Smash Brothers game, those are basically just toys being played with by a child. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the Captain Falcon anime, which I don't know what it's called because it's something in Japanese, he does Falcon Punch, so I think we can assume okay. that any any abilities displayed in Smash Brothers, he does possess, mm-hmm. but we can't assume it. this fight will have Smash Brothers physics. You know. It's not sort of like... Yeah, right, right. If okay. he gets hit by a sword, he will get stabbed by that sword mm-hmm, rather mm-hmm. than getting knocked backwards and... Uh-huh. And if Captain yeah. America were to be hit with a Falcon Punch, he wouldn't fly off the top of the screen and smash into the camera. And yeah. And get a little look at his underwear. <laughs> Ooh. Red, white, and blue striped underwear. <laughs> Is that Nixon on there? <laughs> Captain! The most patriotic president. He is the tricky dick. Oh, I am a bit ashamed to, to notice that we never even once talked about any of any of uh, the thing's genitals last week. I thought we talked about his butthole. Oh, that is entirely... I forgot about that. We spent a but decent amount of time talking about his boot. The thing's dinguses. You'd think we could have at least brought that up. One of their donguses, at least. <laughs> there were so many donguses to choose from. Because... Because if the Adams family hand, if there are male and female versions... There is a lady hand, yeah. You could assume... I guess that could just be, you know, perceived gender rather than any actual sexual they, characteristic. They just do the emoji thing. They do the, like, circled finger and other finger in and out yeah. gesture that I'm doing right now. Yeah. So, let's begin this fight. They step off the planes. I would say... <laughs> Probably in much better shape than many air travelers with their infinite stamina. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Captain America's feeling refreshed and comfortable. Mm-hmm. Maybe Captain Falcon has a stiff neck or something. Because he's not used to going so slowly. <laughs> this flight is taking forever. But. Uh, yeah, so they see each other. I, I, I estimate that the first move in this fight will be Captain Falcon telling mm-hmm. Captain America to show him his moves. <laughs> a call to which Captain America will respond. Yes. Mm-hmm. Do you think Captain America would start immediately with a shield throw? Yeah, that's that's a go-to. Yeah, so I think that would happen. But he would not expect Captain Falcon to be able to jump over it or, like, do kind of like a jump-in-the-air backflip. Kind of like an acrobatic, yeah, flip. Yeah. With because... a nice, like, his feet are, like, clipped together, like, and he's got his toes pointed. It's very. Mm-hmm. It's a. It's a seven point five from the judges, at least. So if Captain America is peak physical fitness, yeah. Captain Falcon is peak anime fitness. That's not fair. So he has a slight advantage on the rules of physics. Anime fitness. You can punch a boulder and it explodes. Well, okay, not that far. It happened Unless he's in Resident the Evil. Punch. What? Uh, there's a scene in Resident Evil where. Chris is really buff and he punches a boulder. <laughs> well, we'll deal with that when we put Chris from Resident Evil in this fight, but for now, it's just Captain Falcon. Alright. 
So he jumps over the shield. Captain America wasn't expecting that, so the shield mm -hmm. is currently down the runway a little bit, I'd say. Okay. So he's going to want to, one, get to the shield, <clears throat> two, uh, kind of hand-to-hand -hand with Captain Falcon, perhaps. Um, what... What range does his return magnet arm glove thing have on his shield? I mean, like a reasonable range. I, I don't know. But it's not going to be like 30 feet away, no, right? No, I don't think so. No. Okay. It's, I would say, maybe a 10-foot radius. So he just has to get close to it, and he has it back. Yeah. Okay. But it's not It's not like he's completely, you know, helpless without it. Like he, he, and by that, I mean he wouldn't be like make a mad dash for the shield and completely you know yeah he could he could i say he can hold his own plenty i'd well, say you know? sans shield yeah and sans any loud shouting falcon moves mm -hmm. captain america and captain falcon would be roughly equal in terms of combat ability okay we can we can say that because captain falcon does know some form of kung fu i i saw he has a fight <laughs> right. i think i read that somewhere um and he is a bounty hunter so he he is used to dealing with having to fight his way in a scrap. Mm -hmm. And he's so toned. Yeah. All those muscles. Every muscle. Washboard. So defined. You could clean towels on that chest. <laughs> <laughs> or his quads. <laughs> um, so they, they grapple for a bit. Mm-hmm. I, I like to think this is what happens. Captain America gets to his shield. Just in time for Captain Falcon to decide to start up a Falcon Punch. Okay. Because I'm just sort of imagining this is how it would be written. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I want this scene in my head. Yeah. Yeah. We gotta make this exciting. So, Captain Falcon punches. The punch connects with the shield. Mm -hmm. And the fire, the flame, like, like yeah, kind of deflects out yeah. the side. Because the way the shield, <laughs> the shield works, it's a vibranium adamantium alloy. And it deflects kinetic energy away from the bearer. So that's why Captain American can shield a punch from the Hulk and not have his arm mm -hmm. broken in half. And so Captain America would not be thrown backwards from this? Nope. Okay. Uh, but Captain Falcon uh, uh, might. Well, because I remember... He stops in, Thor's hammer in the first Avengers right, movie. Right, right, right. And it, like, yeah, the, the shockwave goes out. Thor goes flying. I, and so a Captain, Captain, if he braces himself on the ground... Yeah. If he, you know, he grabs the shield, turns around, and is yeah, in that kind yeah, of like, like kind of squatting like, down a little bit, like the thinker statue almost <laughs> on the knee. Um. Mm. So then Captain Falcon gets gets thrown backwards. Mm. I want to say through a window into the terminal. Okay. And here's where I think this fight will start to change based on our past fights. In that Captain Falcon, while yes, he is a fighter mm -hmm. in his world. Yeah. Combats are solved. With racing. Through race, yeah. <laughs> Through and race. I want to tell you a story about the F-Zero GX uh, story mode. Would you please? Which is fantastic because... Wait. So the Black Shadow... I think I have the... I don't know if you've heard the theme song for Captain Falcon from F-Zero GX, but I have the lyrics here, um, and I would at some point like to read those. So Okay. Would I'll you like to read them now? Sure. Um, it begins... In this world, you've got to be strong. You've got to fight to keep your spirit alive. And you might feel like there is nothing left to go for and fight for, but it's the fight that keeps us ready and on top. 
Even I can feel the power when I think of him. I see no fear, feel no pain. Forever he will be my hero. Better believe he knows the way, and not just only for tonight. <laughs> That's written, like, by a someone with a Captain Falcon shrine in their bedroom. Mm -hmm. Like, into their diary. Mm -hmm. When I think of him, I feel no fear. Yeah, that's great. Um, so, in the story mode, one, just the way these an these cinematics work in the F-Zero GX video game, mm -hmm. is they're in that kind of, like, it's in the time where video games had sort of figured out graphics, but not really. So, everything's <laughs> kind of in that, like, that... Uh, uncanny valley region mm -hmm. where all the characters are always moving every part of their body <laughs> like uh like food fight you know that movie the food fight have oh, you seen that i know all about food fight yeah I mean, I so haven't... it's sort of like every movement and interaction they always have to be kind of wobbling for some reason it's, the it's eyes not great too. but so the story mode of this game eyelids oh yeah the story mode of this game roughly follows this path that black shadow is the guy with the bullhorns he's the original villain mm -hmm. he, he races captain falcon in a grand prix mm -hmm. grand, uh, captain falcon wins so he gets the champion belt for the grand prix black shadows boss appears who is the lord of death kills the black shadow <clears throat> mm -hmm. and then summons captain falcon to the underworld because the Lord of Death claims he is the best racer in the underworld, and so he wants to challenge Captain Falcon to a race. Mm -hmm. He does. Captain Falcon. No, no, no. What happens? I think they race, and then Captain Falcon, like, <laughs> they drive car. has Captain Falcon has one belt. The Lord of Death has another. The underworld championship belt. They combine together in a like glowy, spinny circle thing. Like a tesseracty kind of sh show of power, which the Lord of Death says, "Ha ha! Didn't you know that your belt contains all of the light in the universe, and my belt contains all the darkness, and together I will be able to destroy the universe with them, or something?" Captain Falcon races him, beats him again. Somehow, the two belts fuse into one big belt, and then Captain Falcon goes home, puts like that the, belt on his the wall. The Yang belt, kinda. Okay. It's just like a it's like a pro wrestling belt basically. Yeah, but it has he all of the good and evil from the entire universe stored. In apparently, its, its supposedly. Clasp. Okay. He puts it on the wall in his in his little training room, and he starts hearing voices from them. These voices tell him that they are the creators of the universe, and they challenge him to a race. And I want you to guess what these creators of the universe look like. Uh. Uh. Um. What are, what are the creators of the universe of Captain Falcon look like? They all have helmets. They're just, they are helmets. They're just giant helmets with um, visors. They have six different visors protruding at, at various angles. Um, and they are Casper the Ghost's uncles. What? Like there's a fat one and a short one and a skinny yes. one? They look like Casper the Ghost's uncles as if they were from the Luigi's Mansion universe. Because one's red, <laughs> one's green, and one's blue. But they're just like fat, dorky ghosts. They're just ghosts? Yes. And like, so they come wispy... out. Wispy, weird, ghosty things. They come out. They 
turn themselves, they combine into one car, and then they race against Captain Falcon, and he wins, and that's the end of the story mode. This is the standard story of F-Zero GX. Indeed. So, what that proves... So, he, that win- he wins three championships in one story mode? <laughs> yes. What happens after you beat the creators of the universe in a race? <laughs> Nothing. I don't know. It's Everything's fine. He just goes back <laughs> to being Captain Falcon. Does he still have the belt? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Does he become the new universe king? <laughs> I don't that think so. why someone would sing about him with such adoration? It's starting <laughs> to make a little more sense now. Like, if this, my, is, if this is what's at stake, yeah, I mean, I guess if he could beat the creators of the universe in a race, he might inspire me to, to yeah. push through fear and pain, and, and not just for tonight. Well, so my point is, through this, mm-hmm. that his is a universe important. that revolves around racing. You, okay. okay. That's how you get anywhere in the world. Okay, so, okay. After he his falcon punch is reflected back on him, he flies into the terminal. He's going to yeah. book it to the parking lot. Okay. So I think that's really what it's going to come down to, is what form, shape, this, this, this battle, like the final confrontation takes place in. Because if it's yeah. a physical fight, Captain America is going to win. No, I mean, it's not like, you know... He's still got to work for it, but he's never going to get tired. I, he's he's gonna, in a one-on-one. I think he could be Captain Falcon. Oh yeah, I'm going to say he definitely could. Well, let's Especially if he knows about Captain Falcon's flaming abilities. Mm-hmm. And one time he was a werewolf, so he's, he's got that advantage. <laughs> yeah. Um. So Captain America starts mm. chasing Captain Falcon through the airport. He has a bit of a. Falcon has a bit of a head start, but Captain mm-hmm. America is very fast. I'd say they're equatably equal in speed also. I would think, yeah, I feel like Captain Captain Falcon's got some... His legs are incredible. I, I don't want his whole body, I just want his legs. I want my torso to sit on his legs. <laughs> so, they're sprinting through, mm-hmm. through the hallways, diving over customs, mm-hmm. you know smashing through windows like mm-hmm. and captain america could make some take some some shortcuts that i'm sure captain falcon wouldn't right captain falcon's just gonna run down the hallways as fast as he can but Ball captain america it. can like yeah smash through a window fall 13 floors land on his shield and then pick himself up and keep going right and he's probably throwing out his shield bouncing like making a ricochet off of things yeah he, and he can smash through angle. doors over mm-hmm. so they get to the parking lot Captain Falcon has waiting for him the Blue Falcon, mm-hmm. his signature racing vehicle. Captain America has waiting for him in what I think would be there is his classic 1940s-ish Harley Davidson motorcycle. Absolutely. And so, <laughs> so how how does how does this fight transition from a, a physical brawl to a race? So I see okay. Captain America runs out of the front of the airport into the parking lot. He sees Captain Falcon standing, like, one knee higher than the other on the open, open cockpit <laughs> of, his, of his car. Yeah. And he yells something like, you know, like, you got spunk, kid. Or, you know, not that, but something more, well, actually probably more worstly written. Because there's not very good writing in the F-Zero games. But he's like, I challenge you to a race. Gets in his car and starts to drive off. Mm-hmm. And so, in his mind, he'll win the fight if he can 
get somewhere faster than Captain America. Mm-hmm. But I feel like Captain America is like, okay, I'm still just going to try and beat this guy up. Okay. And chase him down on his regular motorcycle? Yeah. Okay. So right. Captain Falcon <clears throat> okay. yells okay. something like, first one to loop, like, to the end of the, uh, to the, end of the runway wins. Mm-hmm. And he's... And he starts off <clears throat> enough that Captain America has to get on his motorcycle and chase after him. Mm-hmm. All right, so then they race. Uh, clearly, I mean, I don't know what. How are there rules? Are there speedometers in Captain Falcon universe? They go really Probably, fast. I don't know. They like, go much, much faster. Much than faster a, than a standard motorcycle. 1940s uh, so, Harley Davidson. So. Captain Falcon, probably a little bit disappointed by Captain America's performance at this point, right? Yeah. Because he's like, oh, this is a worthy opponent. He's fought me in the, to a standstill, and now we will race. And then Captain America just kind of comes puttering off on his little Harley. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I feel like Captain Falcon wins this because Captain America is not familiar with weirdo anime universe rules. And would not have put a lot of stock into this race. Not realizing that when he loses, the god of America will come up and murder him. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so I think what would happen, Mm -hmm. because in Captain America's mind, Mm -hmm. it's still just a, I need to somehow stop this guy in a weird, in this maniac in a, Mm -hmm. in a rocket car. Mm -hmm. So Captain Falcon jets off towards the tarmac, mm-hmm. and then once Captain America catches up, Captain Falcon just, like, waiting at a line, because he's like, oh, I'll wait at the starting <laughs> line. I have one. And once <clears throat> he thinks the race has started, he'll f- start to fly off, and Captain America will just chuck his shield, because as we know in, um... Oh, I see. Winter Soldier, he can take down a, like, a shield-flying helicarrier bird... Not a heli carrier, but one of those small, like, basically like a stealth fighter jet, but they yeah. can just kind of hover around. Mm-hmm. And he just mm-hmm. takes it down from his motorcycle by himself. Mm-hmm. So I feel like he could do the same for Captain Falcon's for much smaller thing. The, the blue blaster? I forgot what it was called. Blue Falcon. Blue Falcon. That's probably <laughs> what I should have said. <laughs> the one that makes the most sense. <laughs> <laughs> we can say that. And so, so it explodes, and Captain Falcon is consumed. I don't say it explode. It just he Mm -hmm. cripples it, and then is able to jump onto it, rip open the cockpit, Mm -hmm. and Captain Falcon, being now seat belted into his (laughs) race car, presumably, it just gets the heck beaten out of him. Mm -hmm. But he never takes off his helmet. No, not in the slightest. (laughs) <laughs> not, not even once. Doesn't even remotely unbuckle it. <laughs> okay. 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 I'm satisfied with that. And also, his helmet does have like a... Captain America's helmet. Well, in the, in the movies at least. Mm-hmm. His wings are just sort of insignias on the side. Painted on, yeah. But Captain Falcon's helmet has a literal big golden eagle. just Or a falcon, I suppose. Yeah, like, it's awesome. Welded to the front. Mm-hmm. So I imagine Captain America could just grab one of those wings. <laughs> For stability. <laughs> and just punch just... the tar out of him. But he, he wouldn't beat him to death. Show me a move. Show, show me a move. Come on! Come on. He's still screaming anime characters <laughs> at him. Yeah! I'll show you. You'll never beat me. 
Yeah, no, he wouldn't. There, he wouldn't wouldn't there are two him. kinds of drivers in this race. Me and the losers. <laughs> As blood is pouring out of his mouth. Yes. No, he wouldn't. He would subdue him, but he wouldn't. No, he wouldn't kill him. He wouldn't. And I feel like he might not even beat him to unconsciousness. He would just be I like... I don't think so. They would form some sort of understanding of that, okay, this guy has, has trounced me. Mm-hmm. And even if he, like... Even if he, um, did somehow, even if Captain Falcon still felt like he wasn't defeated, mm-hmm. tried to get out, tried to escape, tries to fight, tries some Falcon kicks, Falcon punches, I still think Captain America could take oh, him down. Oh, he's gonna win. So in the end, what we've learned is that the old saying rings true. When Captain America throws his mighty shield, all those foes who chose to oppose his shield must yield there's a call to a fight and a duel is due then the red and the white and the blue will come through and captain, captain america, america throws his, his mighty shield, shield. Oh. ah I, I'm glad, I love captain america i'm glad we ended that way i really yeah i love captain america. i love captain falcon too don't get me wrong he's mm. a great character mm. and i think against a lot of other people he would have won but mm-hmm. oh, i really think that Captain America would cap. win this fight. I do want to take this moment now, though, mm. to talk about some of the other ridiculous characters in F-Zero. <laughs> I want to hear about them. Just because they're fantastically terrible and weird in many ways. Isn't one of them just Fox McCloud's dad? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but so, a human being? James McCloud is a, just a normal guy who looks exactly like Fox McCloud, a.k.a. Star Fox, mm-hmm. from, uh, from Star, Fox. Star Fox games. Dad, so who in the Star Fox games is a fox, but in this game is just a guy who looks exactly like him, but is also named James McCloud. Another great character is named Mr. EAD, and he looks like what Wario would look like in a white, skin-tight, full-body morph suit. <laughs> but he's, he's, he's still like a little, little pudgy? He's super pudgy. <laughs> he has... Mr. EAD. Mr. EAD. Which apparently stands for, it's the name of the department at Nintendo that made F-Zero GX. So it's like something at analysis department or whatever, like engineering and I and don't know. This is how they saw themselves? <laughs> yeah, and he has a he has a, a Super Mario star on his oh, belt. He doesn't have a neck. No, he's an android also. Uh, other characters include Octoman. He looks like Wario cosplaying as a white Pikmin. That is exactly what he is. I like that image. What's uh, Octoman? He's basically an octopus. Mm-hmm. Just literally just an octopus. Um, let's see. Who else is there? There's Don, Dyson Gen, mm-hmm. which are, you know, the giant baby from um, Spirited Away? No, yeah. yeah, Spirited Away. Yeah. Imagine three of those, but baby-sized. And apparently they're 200 years old, and they, <laughs> like, telepath- telepathetic telepathically communicate with each other and all drive the same and car somehow. drive a car? <laughs> yes. Uh, there's Billy, who's uh, a monkey. Oh. Oh, okay. there's... Uh, oh. Just a monkey? There's a robot. He's just a monkey. There's a robot named QQQ, who is a robot from the future that has hidden knowledge about time travel. And one of my favorite characters... And he came back to race. That's, that's the only thing in this world. There's characters that look like Dragon Ball Z villains, that look like He-Man villains. Actually, there's the Skull. 
who is who is um uh, papyrus. He's papyrus from Undertale. That is the name of a font. I haven't played Undertale. Okay, you should play Undertale. All our internet Tumblr users are very excited about that comparison I just made. And finally, my favorite is PJ, who is an alien who was the lead taxi driver of a cab company. But I, he, like, got fired from the cab company because he liked driving too fast, so he just joined this... <laughs> so he just joined F-Zero in his taxi. I have a use for my skills in his regular taxi. And his taxi's named, like, the Crazy Taxi or something, so it's nicknamed... It's named after the... The video game Crazy Taxi. I think F-Zero might be underappreciated. I definitely agree. I gotta be honest. Everything you're describing to me... I don't see at all how it fits together like what the point is well just like how these different characters coexist in one world in yeah crazy so I, racing world basically it's so far in the future it's like 2500 or something mm-hmm. that aliens have la- have interspersed with earth like um culture Mm-hmm. And the only common mode of entertainment that the world has is super fast racing. Mm-hmm. So, like, they build entire cities around the idea that they want to have, like, 500 miles per hour and racing tracks. I, I read that Captain Falcon has, like, owns some island chain with 8,000 islands that all have their own <laughs> racing tracks. And it also, said, that. it also said that he has, what was it, a pool... He has an eight uh, an eight thousand square foot villa, with views of the ocean and a UV ray cleansed swimming pool. Ooh, goes deep deep lore. <laughs> I think we forgot to factor that. <laughs> he bathes in UV cleansed water. All right. Well, um, now that that I'm sure very entertaining listing of facts from the F Zero universe is over. I think we're winding down the episode for today. All right. Our final and most important aspect of the show is our sponsor. Uh, For those who don't know, real quick, our sponsors are companies that we want to try and get to pay us to stop sponsoring them. So we're going to sponsor them as poorly as possible so that they pay us money so we never do it again. So far, it sounds like we've only succeeded in getting free products from them. Yes, free substandard products. Mm. I'm surprised they're even listening to this. <laughs> I'm okay with that. <laughs> well, free substandard products, and in one case, an endless supply of uh, frosting delivered via a sluice down to us under this in this bunker underneath the Cinnabon. Mm. Mm-hmm. We're good tenants, yeah. what can we say? Thanks to our Cinnabon overlords. <laughs> Did you uh, have... Uh, do you have a, I feel like I mentioned something at the beginning. You did of the mention episode. Scotch tape. Scotch, scotch tape. Painter's tape. Let's go with Scotch By tape. By name. Okay, what's what's good about Scotch tape, or what's? Uh, well, as everyone knows, when you reach success in life, the best thing is to cozy up in your easy chair, sit by your fire, and pour up a nice glass of Scotch blue tape. <laughs> Oh yeah. You just hold it and you kinda of gum it around in your mouth like <laughs> <laughs> Another another um, another great um, recipe I've heard is uh scotch eggs. Where you just uh, t- put a bunch <laughs> of tape on an egg. A raw egg. <laughs> yep, just 
tape up a raw egg and then shove that sucker right down your craw. Yeah, you just crack it into your mouth and try and, like, capture any of the leakage that squeezes through the tape. Uh-huh. And then, of course, you can also use it as a scotch guard. Right. Which, which has uh, the, the function of... Um, I don't even know what... Scotch guard is great for... <laughs> It's multiple applications include. <laughs> it's an It's a varnish, <laughs> and it's used to decontaminate electrical. So just put a bunch of tape on your couch. Just cover every damn thing in your house with tape. Yeah. You know what else? I don't know if. Yeah, I don't know you if need to working. buy a lot of tape to do that. So scotch. I don't know if this is working as a sponsorship because we're actually telling people to use scotch tape. Yeah, but, like, for stupid things. <laughs> really dumb reasons really, that'll get really scotch dumb. sued, maybe? We told them twice to eat it <laughs> in two different ways. <laughs> and then cover all of their, uh, their possessions with it. Cover all their it. furniture. <laughs> Just tape yourself to your house. Oh. Scotch. This is, this is how you get to the... I was going to try and make an I'm blue, da-ba-dee-da-ba-dee connection, but <laughs> I gave up. So I'm just telling you right now. If you want to live Sco- in that world, you need a lot of Scotch blue tape. <laughs> and that world being Scotchland. Scot- the home of Scotch the tape. The home of Scotch tape. The one good thing that Scotland ever produced. Yeah. Well, Get if, we didn't, if we didn't... Butler? If we didn't piss off Scotch tape, we just pissed off Scotland. Scotland. <laughs> so maybe our sponsor this week is Scotland. We'll see which one of them sends us stuff next week. I wait with bated breath. All right. So, I guess that is our We're show for today, it. folks. We know who the best captain is. The best captain is confirmed to be Captain Steve Grant Rogers. But we knew this. Yeah. Sorry to all Captain Falcon fans out there. He is great also. He's... Let's put him in the top five. <laughs> Ugh. Alright. Ah, uh, yeah, I think that'll do it for us to hear in the Cinnabon Bunker, folks. We'll see you next week. Okay. See you later, folks. <laughs>